Welcome to episode two of Art House Garage. My name's Andrew Sweatman. And I'm Drew Foote. And we have a very special episode for you today. We are talking about the movie Before Sunrise, directed by Richard Linklater. Have you yeah, seen this before, Drew? I have not, actually. That's what I was about to say. I haven't seen this movie. Uh, never heard of it till you mentioned it the other day, which is the cool thing about movies. You, you, you always find movies never heard of. So... I, for me and for anyone else who's listening who's never heard of, you said before sunrise, mm-hmm. uh, tell me about the, tell me like basically give me a synopsis of the movie yeah. and what the story is and why the movie is even important. Why are we talking about it? Absolutely. I think it's, it's kind of one of the great movies about romance. Uh, it wasn't on my radar really either until a few years ago. Really? Um, my brother told me about it, but it's, uh, it's actually part of a trilogy. So the three movies are Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and then Before Midnight. And so basically, it's it's about a man and a woman uh, mm-hmm. played by Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. And uh, they meet in this first one that we're about to discuss. And then the movies are several years apart. I think like seven to nine years apart. I'm not sure exactly. Oh, wait. They, were, ma- they were made seven years or nine years apart or set? Correct. Seven to nine years apart. Both. So that's the cool thing. So they literally oh. made this movie. First one came out in 1995. Okay. And then I think nine years later, they make the next one. So they've aged nine years. Uh, the audience, of course, is waiting nine years for this next episode. Or wow. About. Yeah, so it's a pretty amazing thing. So this is the same director who did uh, the movie Boyhood, uh, okay. which was pretty big a few years ago. In that movie, he filmed a few days over 14 years and then put it into one long movie about a guy growing up. Um, so he, this director is really interested in time and just the passage of time and how that can be part of storytelling. Which so whereas like normal movies, they find like a younger actor and do different things and like, will put makeup on, but they film it all within a year or so. But like this actor, this director likes to actually use real time to film this movie. That's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty a little bit experimental, but I mean, it's been pretty successful. He uh, he's directed some bigger name movies too. He did um, Dazed and Confused is one of his movies. I think that's maybe his first movie. I've heard uh, so many people talk about that movie. That's like one of the movies yeah. I want to watch within the next month. It is very good. He actually he's done some bigger ones too. School of Rock was him actually. Oh, okay. Which is kind of funny. Uh, and I've listened to some interviews with him, and that's you know a studio kind of thing. And he does so he has some bigger name ones, and then more indie kind of things and kind of goes back and forth okay um yeah so we like so this director what was his name richard linklater richard linklater yeah that's Link- cool so he likes to use really creative very organic like um processes in his storytelling like using actual letting nine years lapse before he films the next one and so yeah. that's pretty cool so so these two this man and woman meet. So tell us more about the story in Before Sunrise. Yeah, so they meet at the very beginning of the movie. They're on a train, and they kind of have this instant connection, mm-hmm. but it feels very real, and they're kind of feeling it out. And then he has to get off the train for his stop, and he, there's this big scene where he's like, why don't you come with me? I don't have a, I wasn't going to get a hotel. I don't have enough money. I was just going to walk around all night. I don't want this conversation to end. Let's just hang out for the day. And... Uh, Long story short, she goes, and essentially the whole thing is them talking, them going around the city. I think they're in Vienna, and um, 
it feels like the big for me it feels so true to like the early parts of a relationship really um like you remember the like the long talks that i had with my wife when we were first dating of like getting to know each other and yeah. talking about life and big things and what philosophies we you know believe in so it, yeah. they talk about you know religion and marriage and their parents and they talk about sex and they talk about like all these different things mm-hmm. and it uh yeah it just feels really true to like a real relationship so yeah it's pretty cool so um so it's set in you said vienna is that what you mentioned yes so where are the two main characters from he is american he's from i think from texas so uh richard linklater the director is from houston so there's a lot of texas kind of influence and a lot of his movies are set in texas fun fact I recently was at the Arkansas Cinema Society Filmland, and they, he was there. He did a screening of one of his early movies. So oh, that was really cool. that's cool. Yeah, in person recently. Uh, but yeah. then the female lead is Julie Delby. She is, I think she's actually French. She's playing a French uh, character. And uh, yeah, she's French. I just looked it up. Um, she's in a lot of early French films, according to IMDb that I'm looking at. But um she, uh, yeah, of course, they're both very young. And the first one is uh, in 1995. Um, and then, yeah, years, years apart from there. So why do you feel like this movie is important? Like, what about this movie really stands out to you? The, again, it's weird because I didn't know about this movie until a few years ago, but, uh, and this whole trilogy. But it's sort of a, a huge name in, like, the indie cinema world uh, people point to this as yeah like one of the great romantic movies ever um ethan hawk right now is having a, a bit of a uh, a moment he's in a lot of stuff lately and yeah you know, he's just a big name in kind of indie cinema world too and he, uh this mm-hmm. is an early movie of his and um yeah so it's, it's kind of legendary uh but it really is <laughs> a, a yeah. wonderful a wonderful movie yeah that's awesome well i'm super excited and what's cool about today, like you already mentioned, is you watched it with your wife. So I'm really, yes. really, in, I really love the interview. I love uh, the interaction between you guys in this interview. So I think for all our listeners, you guys are really yes. going to enjoy this, especially yeah. if you're married uh, or you're in a relationship. This is mm-hmm. a really cool episode for you to listen to. Yeah. One more little note. So part of what I want Art House Garage to be is um, making film accessible to people who aren't necessarily that into it. And I yeah. think that includes interviewing and discussing with people who are film novices. And my wife is self-proclaimed a film novice. And so mm-hmm. uh, you kind of hear that in the interview too, that she's not that into movies, but I think that's really cool. And that's, you know, hopefully people like her can get more into them through listening to this podcast. So anyway, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and hear my conversation with my wife, Allison. Okay. Now I'm going to call my best friend in Paris, who I'm supposed to have lunch with in eight hours. Okay? Okay. Ring, ring. Pick up. <laughs> Pick up the phone. Uh, oh, hello. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it for lunch today. I'm sorry. I met a guy on the train and, well, he convinced me. So listen, here's the deal. This is what we should do. You should get off the train with me here in Vienna and come check out the town. <laughs> what? I know. Money for a hotel, so I was just gonna walk around, and it'd be a lot more fun if you came with me. Why'd you get off the train? You trapped me. We just got into Vienna today, and we're looking for something fun to do. Practicing English? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Could you speak German for a change? 
He's kind of tall and he's a little clumsy. What? We are here with my lovely wife, Allison, to discuss a lovely movie called Before Sunrise. Uh, we watched this, it's been like a week ago. Yeah, it's been but, about a week. Um, I was, I really enjoyed watching it with you. I was a little bit impressed that we both stayed awake because... Yeah, it's slow. It's, yeah, it's not a super upbeat action yeah. movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was kind of late and we're perpetually tired. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I was happy that, mm-hmm. uh, I think it drew you in enough and i had already seen it once and knew mm-hmm. that i loved it mm-hmm. um you tend to watch movies before i do and decide whether or not i will like them <laughs> so true. but also and and that that informs whether or not you'll you'll ask me to watch it because true. i mean i don't i don't commit to that many movies yeah. that's just kind of how it is and i'll say it yeah. go ahead well, and I was going to say that you also will choose, I, I think, regardless of whether or not you think I will enjoy the movie, you want me to watch lovey-dovey movies with you. And this is certainly a lovey-dovey movie. That's true. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that it's taken me a long time to really, and I still get it wrong sometimes, have a sense of what you will like and what you won't. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't watch as many movies as me, I want to make sure they count and like, get you a good one yeah and that's how i feel all the time and i think that's a lot of pressure for <laughs> for you and for me on myself so i just don't watch very many movies. i should probably let that go and just know that it's, oh, it's okay yeah. if you don't okay. like it as much but mm-hmm. it also we can talk about why yeah. it's not easy for me to commit to movies later yeah but then we, we've also talked between ourselves about how it's like a love language for me to mm. for me to feel like you like something that I've really connected with. Yes. So anyway, for all those reasons, I really wanted to watch this movie with you, mm-hmm. and we did, and you enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I yeah. I did. I enjoyed it. Um, there, you know, I I think that the thing that the moments that I was kind of like, okay, it was like, you know what, that was necessary. I enjoyed it. Um, it was necessary for whether it was like, you know building the characters Mm. or um just like showing what it's like to um be in love (laughs) like it sometimes is very monotonous to everyone but the two people like it sometimes is very slow and just kind of like whatever to everybody but the two people but if you've ever been there before Mm. then there's also something sweet about watching it happen to other people so yeah that's cool Mm -hmm. i was gonna mention too like did you like the two main performances because Mm. i think the movie really depends on i mean that's basically two people talking the whole time it's just them so much dialogue yeah um i did i really did i think that it's it's so funny to me because when did the movie come out 1995 i'll double check that it's funny to me because like the main character the guy um jesse jesse so to me jesse and celine celine okay jesse and celine so in my opinion jesse was kind of like the quintessential cool guy in the mid 1990s <laughs> and that that person is kind of an eye roll to me mm, yes. <laughs> and so a lot of things that he did and said just annoyed me but I totally understood like okay in the mid 90s like this was the it guy yeah. um I thought Celine was beautifully played and also I I want to hang out with her and I, <laughs> I think that that's part of my thing with movies is like I 
I think about it like that too much. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that guy gets on my nerves. I wouldn't want to hang out yeah. with him in real life. So why would I watch a movie with and half of it's him, you yeah. know, <laughs> but really yeah. like I can enjoy the movie apart from that. Yeah, um, and I did, I did. And I, I thought that there, <laughs> like I, I was, I feel like throughout it because I had those feelings about each of them. Um, I was trying to make their relationship make sense to me and it did. Like, it really did, um, even though I really, really liked her and I didn't like him very mm-hmm. much. I mean, just like yeah. as a person, whatever. Um, there are plenty of relationships that that's the case. Yeah. Like, you know, like like all of us have a friend who mm-hmm. is in a serious relationship <laughs> with someone that like maybe we just kind of tolerate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, and I think that even even in some very specific ways that's kind of what their relationship was like. So it was very believable. I'm so glad I had you on this because you're, I didn't think about the fact that you're so just wise about relationships and emotional, like the core of emotional Mm -hmm. feelings. And, and so you're breaking this movie down in a way that's, I hadn't even thought of that, all of that. I think that, um, I agree that at a certain point I start realizing, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to hang out with this guy, (laughs) but I, yeah, and that's another interesting point about do we watch movies for that or do we watch it for I can step back and see what is a story. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's all very interesting. Yeah. But I agree. I can't help but watch it in mm. that way. And I think that's I don't know. Well, and I also I'm really into like typing people on different personality mm. things and um I kind of did that with him and with her mm. and thinking about like, okay, well if if they're those types of people, then how they fit together, you know, this relationship really does make sense. Like he's very much a skeptic. She's very mm. whimsical and, um, she's like, seems to constantly be in search of whimsy. Mm. <laughs> he seems to constantly be looking for, um, <clears throat> like, like a way to criticize, you know? Mm. Um, and neither of those things are necessarily vices, but you know, I am just more drawn to one as a personality. Yeah. So. Yeah, I read a or heard an interesting thing. I think it was I was an interview with Ethan Hawke I listened to this week. He's like blowing up right now, so mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool reason to watch this movie too. But um, he talked about the director wanted this to feel like you know you're in a European city. It almost feels timeless in a way. Like you, he he said the idea was you can watch this and not know did this take place in 1970 or 2000 and. 30, mm, because like it's a, a European yeah, city and, so and everything's it's old. Sort of this mystical, yeah, well, the buildings are yeah. old and it really is that way. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully it's like a timeless kind of romantic feeling. Yeah. And I would say like watching it, it totally reminded me of me and you early on. Like yeah. you had those really long five hour conversations about like getting <laughs> yeah. to know each other. And so it captures that feeling, I think, really yes. well. Yes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. Did you have any particular scenes that you really liked? I really liked... Um, the the scene that was probably their longest conversation mm-hmm. laying in the park mm-hmm. um and there was definitely this tension mm-hmm. of like <laughs> are they going to have sex or not and yeah. um that that i feel like was played really well mm-hmm. without just being too just like raunchy yeah. like it wasn't raunchy at all it was very um it was very sweet like even even that part of it was yeah. sweet and they were pretty explicit about that um but then they had a conversation part of that conversation was mentioned on a podcast that i listen to all the time mm-hmm. called the happier podcast with gretchen rubin 
Very serendipitous that that just happened this week. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, it's cool. Well, and also I'm listening. The podcast has like almost 200 episodes and I'm in the 130s or something. (laughs) And this episode happens to be one in which they talk about this movie. Um, And they talked about that conversation and they talked about um, kind of like knowing yourself better and which one of the characters do you identify with when they're talking about this one particular thing. And she, Celine... um, talks about feeling like she is an old woman looking back at her life and like so sometimes that's just the, the the way that she experiences life or thinks about life um and then jesse says that he feels the opposite sometimes mm-hmm. where he's a little boy looking ahead and like you know just kind of which of those are you or are you different ones at different times mm-hmm. and um on this podcast they talked about it and they played the clip and i was like it's crazy that you know this is just some random movie you yeah. know and i actually <laughs> have seen it and so um i thought that that particular part of the conversation was very interesting but really that whole conversation was really cool yeah. and it, it reminded me of yes early in early in relationships with your sweetheart when you are talking for hours and you just don't ever want the night to end and you just you could talk to them forever today we are sponsored by riveter solutions do you need a website for your small business what about a blog to get all your great ideas out into the world in the year 2018 the way your website looks matters Not only does it need to look great on any device, but it should also be easy to use. The last thing you want is for your website to turn people away. If that makes you feel anxious, you aren't alone. It's a lot to think about, and that's where Riveter Solutions comes in. Whether you want to be moderately involved in the design and use of your website, or you want to never have to touch it, Riveter Solutions can make it happen with a beautiful custom website designed around your needs. Check out the websites they've designed and get started today at www.rivetersolutions.com. Yeah, did you have a, one of those two that you related to more, like looking back at your life or looking forward or feeling like you're a little kid? I can't really figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. Because when I, when I was listening to the Happier podcast, I was like really wanting to figure it out for myself. And then <laughs> I was like, I'm not really sure. I definitely think I feel like Jesse sometimes, like mm-hmm. like I'm a little kid trying to figure yes. out life. Like you mentioned, like the word imposter syndrome. Yeah, like a, and, about adulthood. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I can't believe like people respect me as an adult sometimes. <laughs> or I can't believe that I have the well, and I think that people like so Gretchen and Elizabeth, her sister, they're they're the hosts of this Happier podcast, and um, they talk about like they talked about in that moment. Most of the time, they can relate to Jesse. Mm-hmm. Like they, and it's mostly about, um, yeah, this feeling that wait, I'm an adult. Like I'm, I am the age and and have the level of responsibility that adults had whenever I was a little kid. And like that just kind of blows my mind, and it doesn't feel real. And then I mm-hmm. think about it, it's like, oh my gosh, I own a house. I have a yeah. like Gretchen, the the host of the show. She has a grown mm-hmm. daughter, you know, yeah. and another teenage daughter. And um, so I can totally relate to that. I mm-hmm. mean, sometimes I'm like, whoa, how did I? Gr- how how am I an adult? <laughs> this age, and we have this many children. And yeah. Like, what's yeah, yeah, but. Um, yeah, I think I think I I guess in talking about it I can definitely relate to that more than mm-hmm. Celine's side. But I think that Celine's I I think that also something about a very whimsical ind- individualistic like personality like hers um 
something about that is very like attractive to me mm-hmm. for like like as a friend. But um, I think that's because it's very different from me. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. I think if I had a favorite scene. I'm not sure there's so many good ones, but I really like when he's trying to talk her off the train um, and he has mm. that comparison to um, think about, you know, years from now when you're married to some other guy and you think about all the boring guys you <laughs> could have been with or are the exciting guys you could have been with. I'll be one of those guys you talk about one day. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but I think the whole series, which so I have not seen the second or third. Mm-hmm. My thought is that we'll watch them together later. But (laughs) I know that it's like they haven't seen each other for some period of time Mm -hmm. and they're meeting again. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's really all I know. But um, I'm curious to see what happens, of course. Yeah. But I think the whole series sort of reflects on time and that they Mm -hmm. they talk about like feeling like an old lady, feeling like a little kid and Mm -hmm. just kind of as life goes by. And Richard Linklater also directed Boyhood, which is that one that takes place over 14 years and growing up. So that's just something he's really interested in yeah so I don't know I think that's pretty interesting yeah and about that conversation about him trying to convince her to get off the train there were several times I think that was I think that conversation was the beginning of me like rolling my eyes at Jesse um but it was it was hard because the you know trying to convince her to get off the train giving her that speech and everything I kept (laughs) Maybe this is the feminist in me. I kept being like, don't fall for it, Celine. Like, <laughs> know, yeah. run for the hills. Go mm-hmm. to Paris like you were planning. Um, but, you know, he wasn't necessarily a bad guy. And he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he just continued to do things like that. Are you being serious? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I think I agree. Like, he's kind of an eye roll, especially as you get to know him more. But... <laughs> There's also something about his performance and his personality that's so alive and like so captivating yeah, to watch. And, and I just very, really love. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot of nonverbals too. One of my other favorite scenes is when they're in the record store, like just in this little booth. Yeah. And, and he's it's just, looking at her. Yeah. There's no words, but they're just yeah. like looking back and forth a little bit. And there's mm-hmm. this kind of tension. It was very tense. It was like she looks at him, he's not looking at her, but then she looks. <laughs> down and then he's looking at her and she's not looking at him it was just a really like oh my gosh are their eyes gonna meet or is this scene gonna end and the scene ended on the edge of your seat Mm -hmm. another similar part too they're on the back of a train i think and (laughs) he they're just talking and at one point her hair falls in front of her face Mm -hmm. and he kind of goes to move it uh-huh. And then she goes to move it, and she kind of sees that he just was about to do that. And yeah. He's caught, you know, and it's just kind of, yeah. and he just pulls back. Mm-hmm. And there's no words exchanged, but I think it, it just kind yeah. of. They really, really captured cool. those yeah. little sweet things really well. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can kind of wrap up, uh, mm-hmm. but where do you have any like hopes for what what's going to happen in the next movie or like? As far as the future goes, like what's going to happen in the subsequent uh, films, and I. I'm excited to see them reunite. Um, that it's it's been implied that that is going to happen, yeah. um, and I am hopeful that my heart won't be too broken. Because <laughs> so I feel like what happens a lot of times in real life and in in movies when whenever things like this happen, whenever you leave someone and you've had the perfect like 24 hours mm-hmm. together or something. There's such 
high expectations for mm-hmm. you being reunited. And I'm just nervous that somehow the expectations aren't even going to come close to being met yeah. or they're not going to be how they remember one another. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you could beat a first night mm-hmm. together like like that, like their first night. <laughs> and so it's just like, like, where do we go from here? And I think that's even part of their conversation at the very end is like, mm-hmm. why don't we just leave on this high note and, yeah, and always not, have this beautiful yeah. story to tell? But um, obviously, I'm really glad they didn't. But I'm also like, you ha- you were on to something there. And one way or another, I hope it makes for a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it almost has to start with some awkwardness or it won't oh, feel real, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you remember, Andrew? So Andrew and I started dating and then he moved away to England for to study abroad. And I traveled there like two months after he moved away to spend time together over spring break um, in Liverpool where he was living that semester. And... It was super awkward seeing each other after two months. And we had been talking daily, you know. But it was like, I mean, we had to, I don't know, like like remember what it's like to be in the same room, you know. in 3D. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Super awkward. And um, I mean, it was wonderful, but I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there was like a couple of hours before we were like... And maybe more than that mm-hmm. before we were like actually comfortable. And I think each that other. these these two actors can maybe play that awkwardness really beautifully. Yeah. Um, given what I've seen in this movie. So Yeah. Yeah, you got my so I first heard of this, my brother told me about it, just as one of the uh, just a really great example of a movie about a romantic relationship and that it was a trilogy that t- took place over years. So that's pretty much all I knew going in. And I thought that maybe it ended with them getting together and staying together. And then we just check in over the years with like their family or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that's what's going to be we're picking up with yeah. based on what how it ended. But um, I'm very excited to watch the rest. Yeah, me too. There you go. Me too. Well, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Hope to have you on the podcast again. We'll see. <laughs> Just kidding. Not going to be mean. Thanks. This was this was great. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> and that wraps up the discussion with Allison. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, you guys are so adorable. I love that interview yeah. so much, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I loved it. Okay, so I've got some really, uh, I've got some questions I'm dying to ask you. So which is like the post-interview of the interview. <laughs> but um, how did watching this movie with Allison help you enjoy the movie experience? Yeah, that's a good question. So I I have realized in the last few years that I'm almost like protective of showing a movie that I really like to mm-hmm. someone that's really close to me. Um, like I, and I've had some experiences where I really love this movie. I want Allison to watch it and then she doesn't like it. And I take it way too personally. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like nervous, but I knew she would probably connect with this one. Um, I, I I was pretty sure anyway. It is, as she mentioned in the interview, it's not a super action-packed kind of movie. You know, it's pretty slow and they're just talking the whole time. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not everyone's cup of tea for that reason. Um, but I thought that she would relate to it on the kind of the relationship side, and she did, because she is so good with navigating relationships. You know, she's worked in... Uh, like as a hall director before and that was a big part of her job and she's just so so good at that but uh, basically I do just watching it with her there were things in it that I knew would feel familiar to her too as far as like 
early in a relationship. So I guess that's kind of what this this installment is sort of capturing is like that young love kind of feelings. Um, and I'm oh, assuming it will so be different. Yeah, in the, in the next few, I think it's going to be as they age and stuff. But oh, I think that's so cool. I, so it's like I don't I haven't seen the movies obviously. And I'm going to now. But it's like, what if each movie captures a different part of a relation, like the relationship yeah. process? I think so. And they're like, the, what what dating is like at this age or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Because we've, you know, people who've been through relationships, there's those stages, right? You have the honeymoon mm-hmm. stage where you're first learning everything, and then just the different stages of the relationship. And that's yeah. wow, that's, so mm, that's awesome. I love that. And the, and like, if you know that going into the movie, I think you can really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so which I'm curious, so for like, how do you see this movie, like really helping us understand the human experience or what does this say about our culture and us as humans, how we relate to each other? Yeah. I mean, that's a big question. I don't know that I can give a definitive answer, but I I like the question. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think, I don't know. I think, uh, it, it does feel really true to like romantic love. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are some things in it that are going to be universal that people will, will connect with. Um, and, and like the, actually this is the movie. So in, in the first episode, we had the movie quote about connection, the importance of connection between people. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is one of the themes in it that, um, you know, maybe and just give me a sense. I'm reading into this quote and like, this is the thoughts going through my brain during that scene is like, the world's a really messed up place and there's so many bad things all around, but, human connection can make a big difference and just kind of the importance of connection and and relationship and community like a snob free film community. Um, but yeah, just that idea of, of connecting with other people. So how do you see this movie helping us connect with other people specifically? I'm curious how that fits into that, um, that, that vision. Yeah. I mean, so obviously there is the romantic side, but I think, um, it's a good picture of just two people who are listening to each other too. And so they talk about big kind of philosophical things, but in a way that's very down to earth and relatable and um, funny in a lot of places. Um, I don't know. I think it encourages you to think about big ideas in kind of a cool way, even though it's a really small story. I love it. Well, um, that's really, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for our listeners to go and watch the movie and see what they think about it. See what um, small things they pick up on the cinematography and the the performances. Um, I'm really, really curious. So I'd love to challenge anybody and everyone to watch before sunrise. I'm going to go watch it now and uh, comment on Facebook, send us Facebook messages and just tell us like what stands out to you and what your thoughts are about the movie. And that is all for episode two of Art House Garage. Thank you so much for listening. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and you can watch my reactions on Stardust, as well as following both of us on Letterboxd. We are on iTunes now, so please subscribe. And if you would leave a rating or review, that would just mean the world. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.